Hello and welcome to CM Conversations. I'm today's host, Nathan Sharp. My role at CM Life Science is to specialize in recruitment for the point of care diagnostics market. Point of care diagnostics has played a crucial role in the fight against COVID-19. And now that numerous mass vaccination programs are underway, it continues to be vital, helping us understand the performance of these programs and the efficiency of each vaccine involved. In this episode of CM Conversation, I speak with Jonathan O'Halloran, who is the CEO at Quantum DX, the UK-based diagnostics company that sought to support the NHS and UK throughout the pandemic by scaling up its QPOC rapid point-of-care testing device and bringing out their PCR COVID-19 test. Together, we discuss the future of the point-of-care diagnostics market, the role it has to play in helping the world return to normality, and the trends that Jonathan believes will play a big role over the next 12 to 18 months. Hi, Jono, how are you? Hi, yeah, I'm great, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not doing too bad, thank you. Um, and uh, and generally, how, how are things with you guys at the moment? I know it's been a, a busy past 12 months for you guys, but how are, how are things generally? Yeah, I mean, as you would imagine from any diagnostic company, it's uh, it's a very busy time. We didn't have too much of a Christmas holiday, unfortunately, this year. Um, we've uh, we spent most of the holidays in the offices, um, putting together all of our packs to go out to our clinical trial sites. Um, so on the one hand, it's very exciting that you, we're finally seeing our product, QPOC, out um, being tested in anger. But on the other hand, it would have been nice for some downtime after the, after the, the year that was 2020. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully we'll get that uh, this summer. Uh, so, but we'll see. Definitely, yeah. I, I saw yourself and Quantum's uh, social media on LinkedIn posting kind of photos of you guys still in the lab, like right up to right up to Christmas as well. Um, so I know you are working hard right up to right up to and straight after as well. Uh, the kind of Christmas. Yeah, period. yeah. The team have been fantastic. I mean, there's been um, there's been a real push working weekends, evenings. Uh, through the Christmas period, I mean, like you say, Christmas Eve, we're all in the office, and then straight back the day after Boxing Day, just getting cassettes prepared and boxed and ready to ship out to all the trial sites. So it's been a real team effort, uh, yeah. but it's it's gratifying to see the fact that everybody still has high spirits and you know they really feel like they're contributing to the fight against this pandemic, um, and uh, yeah, still highly motivated, which is great. Yeah, good. And I mean, what would you say the next kind of twelve months? look like for for you guys I, I know you've obviously got the the kind of funding to scale up that manufacturing as well which got obviously announced just before christmas uh but kind of talk me through that if you would that kind of maybe the plan for for the next 12 months and yeah hopefully hopefully things go back to some form of normality yes yeah and, and, and unfortunately i don't think they will I yeah. think uh, this is going to this um sars-cov-2 virus is going to be with us um for quite some years to come unfortunately uh, which is an opportunity for people in the diagnostic sector, obviously, but uh, but uh, you know a, a daunting prospect for the rest of the world in terms of we we will have to live with this new normal for quite some time. In terms of us as a company, our focus now is making that transition between a, an R and D development company into a commercial entity. We've recently brought on board um, a new chief commercial officer, um, Deeran, who um, joined us from Siemens Health and Ears. You know, I think this really signals our our intent um, as as what we believe we will be um, using the SARS-CoV-2 pandemic to be used as a springboard 
um, to become a, a, you know, a, a significant international diagnostic company. Uh, and, and by focusing initially on the UK and working with the, the Department of Health, the NHS, uh, again, using that as the springboard, we think that's going to give us a really good footing to then take our product into other territories. I'm looking at Europe and America, obviously, as, as key territories moving in, into the future. Um, but then also with a keen eye on, on our origins as a company, we, we started off in South Africa, um, looking at opportunities within initially the BRICS nations and then LMICs. Clearly, you know, the only way we're going to beat this pandemic is if all nations around the world have all of the tools available to them to fight it. That's including diagnostics and, and specifically PCR diagnostics. And so we, we, we certainly are working with governments uh, in those areas as well to allow them to, to look at point of care PCR testing as a way of technology leaping over um, the established molecular um, setups and without the need for investing in, in laboratories and logistics as well. Mm -hmm. so, so our initial focus is the UK, they're moving into, into Europe and America, but then, you know, also keeping an eye on BRICS nations and LMICs as well. But you know, I suspect the challenge, the diagnostic challenge in the UK alone will be, will be sufficient for us throughout this year. Mm -hmm. um, and it won't be until 2022 until we start looking elsewhere. Definitely. Uh, I think that's uh, an interesting point as well, stating the importance of the, the kind of rapid and point of care testing. Uh, I mean, I, I saw an article the other day that said, oh, we've got, vaccines now or vaccinations now does that mean we can stop testing i mean and from obviously from my perspective no and i'm sure your perspective no as well but i think it's under making sure people understand the importance of why we need these tests and why why these tests are so important oh absolutely i mean with the vaccine program we should be ramping up our testing not scaling it back i mean we need to i mean there's three reasons first of all we have to monitor the efficacy of the vaccine and the only way you can do that is by testing the population constantly. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing is uh, vaccines provide between 70 and 90% protection. But we have no, no, no way of knowing who those 10 to 30% people who don't get protection are. So, so we still have to keep testing everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, and thirdly, we've seen two new variants that, that are alarming at the moment. The, the, the one that's come out of the UK, which is spreading um, rapidly at the moment, and then also the South African one. There's some reports suggesting that the South African uh, variant has mutated such that it's not affected by neutralizing antibodies anymore. Um, that, that hasn't been confirmed at all, but it is, a, it is a prospect. And then when you think about it, that's happened, those mutations have occurred without selective pressure. When you add selective pressure of the vaccine and you start adding the vaccine across millions of infected patients around the world, the probability of, of further mutations that do get around the vaccine increase. Mm -hmm. And so what we, what we mustn't do is, is pull back on, on developing and, 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 and rolling out the, our diagnostics and the logistics and infrastructure around diagnostics in, just in case we do get to a situation where where the vaccines no longer work, mm -hmm. I mean, so or, or or in even worse case, there is a pandemic of another kind of you know, a flu or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, this one has been bad, but it could have been an awful lot worse. Mm -hmm. For sure, no, I I, to I totally agree, and like I said, I think 
me and you both know working in this market how important it is. And I think for for the next kind of, let's say 12 months to 18 months, what do you kind of see in terms of progression or development, maybe just in the kind of uh, rapid and point of care diagnostic market, aside from maybe your own product, what do you kind of see in terms of developments? Yeah, well, yeah, I think I think that the spotlight was shone on diagnostics in 2020. It's now been shone on vaccines, but I suspect it will be shone back on diagnostics again. And what that's meant, there's been a lot more funding, and so I think we, I think what we're going to see now is innovation would have kicked in throughout 2020. We're going to start seeing um, new startups coming out with very neat and novel chemistries initially. I think not necessarily new devices because that's a much longer development pathway. So I think I think the device builders of the world like Quantum DX uh, are going to be approached by a lot of groups who have very neat chemistries. I mean, there's recently one come out of um, out of Birmingham uh, that I saw yesterday that has a uh, using nick enzymes to to accelerate the amplification process for instance. I mean, that comes inherent with a whole load of questions around about false positives and that sort of thing but but stuff like that you know really interesting novel approaches that that could provide incremental improvements to what we're doing right now and then i think i think there are going to be other technologies that are, will be applied to diagnostics that traditionally haven't been in the in the past ai is the obvious one machine learning mm-hmm. um and and then the use of nanopores as well i think the the, the great work that um that Gordon and his team have done down in Oxford Nanopore with um, with their lamp pores is, is is just great. I mean, this huge study that they recently released was is really exciting. Um, and you know, it's, it's these these novel technologies and chemistries are all going to come out and augment what we already have right now. But I also start thinking that at the moment we're all looking at a single indication, so a single pattern, SARS-CoV-2. Mm-hmm. But what is what's going to be required as we move forwards is is multiplexing and multiplexing quite significantly I mean, people forget we are in the midst of another pandemic at the moment which which is arguably worse mm-hmm. uh, and that's the antimicrobial resistance pandemic mm-hmm. and to be able to address that any molecular technology or other diagnostic has to look at multiple markers uh, not only a pathogen id but then uh, an indication of the drug resistance status mm-hmm. and that requires looking at multiple different drug resistant mutations or within a single test, you know, and that's really where QPOC um, uh, you know, comes into its own. We developed it for multiplexing, whether it's looking at a panel of mutations or a panel of different pathogens. And I, and I really see that's that's going to be the focus. So we're moving closer to the patient. We're not necessarily going to have a doctor there to do an empirical diagnosis and then direct into a certain diagnostic test. You just want to test for everything that causes that symptom. And then all of the drug resistant markers as well, so that you can determine what is causing that fever of unknown origin, and is there any drug resistant mutations that would dictate my treatment choice? Yeah. And I think that's that's the the near term future for me. No, I totally agree, and I, I I'm glad you mentioned that um, the the kind of study that came out of the University of Birmingham. I actually I actually posted about that. I'm guessing obviously you saw it yesterday, but even like you say, things like that and the. I think what 2020 has shown us is the the lens that the technology we work with and in our market can go to and the real kind of, like you say, the light has been shone on it, kind of encourage them to push their technology and push their workforce, such as quantum. Look what you've turned around in the last 12 months. 
Yeah, absolutely. And the understanding of the market now is 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 is, is that people know what PCR means. Yeah. People understand or, or are starting to understand sensitivity, specificity, NPV, PPV. They they're getting these understand, and and now even the press is becoming more critical when they are assessing new technologies. The beginning of the pandemic, it was a oh this this company's got a a test that can do it in five minutes with ninety nine point nine percent sensitivity. But then when you look at the data, it's got a sample size of five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so the statistics don't add up, but you know now people are starting to be more critical and, and are really assessing things and getting an understanding of you know, you know, what is an LOD and how does that impact the the success of the technology. Sure, you've got a, you have an you've got a sensitivity of ninety percent, but if you if the LOD is a thousand uh, or a million copies per milliliter, yeah, then it's 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 got limited application. So there's all these things that are, that people are now starting to understand. And I think that can only benefit. Um, you know, proper diagnostic companies like ourselves. For sure. Um, I mean, obviously, is there kind of anything else you would like to talk about or anything else that you would kind of like to to add in? Yeah, I mean, I think for me at the moment, you know, we're all looking at these new variants and what they're going to do, the impact on the, vi- on the vaccine, um, and then starting to think about, you know, this the, the, the dark prospect of vaccine failures and... And the need for further restrictions, even as far ahead as next winter, and that sort of thing, and and what that means to what a new normal is, and it's clear that diagnostics is going to have to play a huge part in that, and and it, it, you can start seeing the sophistication now in 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 governments requiring not a lateral flow test to fly, but a PCR test to fly. That level of understanding, and so I really I really feel that we as a company are are positioned perfectly. Because we are providing all of the benefits of a lateral flow test, speed, cost, etc., but with the with the sensitivity of PCR, because it is just rapid PCR, mm-hmm. and I and I, I'm certainly seeing very quickly throughout probably this this peak that we're going to be experiencing in the next few weeks that there's going to be a massive drive to push more diagnostics into the community whether it's a travel hubs, train stations, airports, et cetera, into office buildings and that sort of thing. And it's really, it's going to be shifting the, the market of diagnostics. And I think that's, whilst that's great in the short term, my worry is that post-pandemic, there's going to be, there's going to be a, a lot of devices left doing absolutely nothing. And so I've been trying to urge my team um, and anybody at the government who would listen to have a have a plan, a tail off plan at the end of this, so that we can we can see what we do with these devices and tests that 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 are left doing nothing afterwards, and working with companies who will be left with these big manufacturing facilities and capacities that may not be needed anymore, and there comes with the costs. So you know, tail funding is really important and something that we're starting to look at planning for as well. Obviously, the, the the best way of dealing with that is driving further menu content into yeah. into what we're doing. And again, that's what we're looking at. So this this year for us, it's all about positioning devices and expanding our menu. And when it comes to expanding our menu, that means we need to expand our workforce. And um, therein lies another problem: getting hold of quality um, employees who can operate pipettes has become challenging. It's a highly competitive market now because everybody's setting up a lab yep. all hospitals are expanding their staff um, and and 
you know, that, that's I mean, it's a great opportunity for you, but it's a massive headache for us. <laughs> yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, obviously a, a great opportunity for us. And I think, like you say, that it's it's really shone a light on the quality that is within our market. And it's also making sure that that quality, whether it's personnel, technology, is put to best use and is also has the longevity there, as you just mentioned, for beyond the kind of near future or uh, and, and making sure that it's best positioned to, to be used kind of um, successfully at the moment, but also later down the line as well. Okay, great. Well, thank you for your time, Jonathan. I really, really appreciate it. And I'm um, I'm kind of excited to see what 2021 and, and beyond brings for you guys. I think obviously knowing you guys kind of well and uh, followed your kind of growth, I think it's obviously a very exciting time. And I'm glad that the kind of QPOC has... Um, is is ready to go into the market and obviously to go through the kind of clinical trials and things like that as well. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. As as you say, twenty twenty one is going to be an extremely exciting year for Quantum DX. We've got a lot of great press flow coming out um, over the next six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're expanding our work base. So uh, if there is anybody who's interested in joining us, merry group of geeks, <laughs> uh, feel free to reach out. Perfect. All right. Thank you for your time, Jonathan. Cheers. Thank you very much. That was my CM conversation with Jonathan O'Halloran, CEO at Quantum DX. Personally, I was fascinated by what he had to say about the future of point of care diagnostics, the role he thinks it'll play in further combating the global pandemic, and where the future opportunity lies within this innovative and exciting market. I'd like to thank Jonathan for his time and his insight, and I'm looking forward to seeing how Quantum DX develop in this exciting market over the years to come. If you'd like to listen, read, or watch any more of my diagnostics content, go to searchinglifescience.com. And for more podcasts like this about the markets that Charles and Morris serve, please subscribe to CM Conversations. Thank you for listening. I've been your host, Nathan Sharp. Bye for now.